This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. The founder of Profitalize, a lover of steak and a lover of talking about good business, how to grow your business, and anything mindset, entrepreneurship, you name it. Awesome. I like that you led with steak <laughs> and then business second. Like we all have to have our priorities. Steak is, steak is first above all else. I just bought a quarter cow. I'm ready for it. <laughs> nice. So you really are like really serious about that. So that sounds like you like put a lot of thought into that. It's not just like a random steak on a Tuesday night. No, no, no. It's I'm trying to eat carnivore along with pizza, of course. But I try to eat carnivore. When I, when I dedicate myself in business, I do the same with my uh, diet most of the time. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, we are not here to talk about steak necessarily. I mean, we could, I'm sure, find a way to tie that back in. <laughs> but thanks for being here today, John. We are going to talk a lot. And I know on your website, it's all a lot about profit and growth and all of that stuff. But we're going to focus in on speed yep. and how fast things can happen. And then we're going to start more specifically with speed related to websites. Mm-hmm. So the title that ChatGPT helped me come up with for today's show is The Need for Speed, <laughs> Website Performance, and Rapid Growth. I felt like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Brings it all together. Right. <laughs> I love ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> they make things so much easier. Seriously, I wouldn't have come up with that by myself, but I'm taking all the credit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Let's go. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, actually, I'm not taking all the credit. I am giving it to ChatGPT, but either way, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's first start with speed. Let's start with the basic speed Mm -hmm. related to your website. Like, why does that matter? First of all, it's because it's just like when you're working with a customer in person or anyone over the phone. Imagine if we had like a 10 second delay between between talking back and forth. People have to realize. Oh, that's such a good example. Right. It's like the perfect analogy of this is what's happening with your customers, with your leads, with prospects, people who are wanting to work with you when they go to the website, when they go to book a call with you, when they go to you name it. There's a lag just like that. And it it makes them leave (laughs) the website. Oh my gosh, that made me panic for a second because I was looking around. I was like, is there something happening with the podcast? Is is it right now? (laughs) That was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's such a perfect example. Yeah, and, and that's that right there is the panic people go through. It's the same exactly. like like getting bad. It's almost like getting bad at support service too. You know, you call someone and it's really hard to talk to them. They don't know what they're talking yes. about. They can't direct you to the right place. It's it's just it's customer service done right, and it yeah. increases when you can optimize for speed. It means more people who are going to be calling, more people who are going to be booking a call with you, more people who are going to be more interested in your name, your brand, whatever you have for a business because as well there's something that goes into brand perception. You know, when, for example, I do a lot of affiliate marketing and when a company does a launch and I can't look at their promotional materials, I can't look at their website and that stuff, I go, well, there goes my interest. Right, and there goes tens of thousands of dollars in the next week I can make for them because their stuff's slow. Yeah, yes. I feel like that's super important that you led with this idea of it being this customer experience because people, the first thing you usually hear when people talk about speed is the tech side of it. Like Mm -hmm. what, what makes things fast, all the technology and it sort of, 
is if you're not a tech focused person, that's a little overwhelming. Right. And it like, you know, it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, there's all this stuff I need to learn technology wise. And that's not what we're saying at all. We're mm -hmm. saying this is part of your customer experience. You need to get it right. You don't yep. necessarily need to know the details of it, but it needs to be right. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's, it's all business, when you look at, to me, from the right perspective, all leads back to the customer, what they need, what yeah. they want, what's gonna be the best for them. And I mean, we could go into, for example, like there are better domain hosting services you can get, and that's great. Yes. Are there are some things yeah. to do, you can do to your website to minimize load times through reducing image size, reducing video size, uh, CSS file size, a few things alongside with that. And having but here's the mm -hmm. thing, the bottom line there is that that's stuff you and I need to worry about. That's not necessarily mm -hmm. stuff that right. a, a law firm on a daily basis needs to worry about. Mm -hmm. That's stuff that they need to know is working right and is smooth and fast. And you really, this is, it is getting technical. So mm -hmm. this is something you need to rely on someone who knows how to do this. Yes, stuff. yes. Hire someone, whether it's yeah. an agency, a VA, someone who's yeah. knowledgeable. Yeah. Because I, I agree, it's, it's also saving your time by hiring yeah. out this, this, this duty because if you're not specializing in it, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to break something. I've had yes. many different clients we talked to before working on things with domains, a bunch of where the website directs to, and uh, there's so much more to it. If you don't it know what you're doing, messy. yeah, it gets really messy really fast, and you can break yeah. stuff in two seconds. And right, yeah, let's not. And do it's that. a major break. This isn't just like a minor thing because, you know, keep in mind your domain name is also your email address. So if that gets broken, all of a sudden now you're not getting emails. And I know that like lights a fire of panic in every attorney thinking about how their emails might not right, work like, someday. Oh, I have no one reaching out to me. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, like oh my god. I just sent some legal document to a place and I don't know if it went through or if it bounced right. and it made, you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So tell me some red flags in terms of speed and kind of performance that a typical lawyer slash law firm should kind of be aware of mm -hmm. in terms of all of a sudden XYZ is happening on your website. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, more, more specifically, like, how, how does an agency, I guess we don't even need to know how the agency mm -hmm. responds to that, but what should a, a law firm be paying attention to and like be worried if something right. is happening? The best thing that I would recommend for any law firm to do is to make sure that whoever they hire to be in charge of this, they make sure they have their website on a dedicated server. Yeah. O only because yes. with a dedicated server, unless you're having tens of thousands of people hit your website every like hour, it, yeah. it ensures at a basic level, basically your site will never go down. Your site yeah. isn't dependent on other sites, the traffic they get, because the yeah. vast majority of people who are listening, to put it simply, most servers, most times when you have your website up, it's on a server with many other websites. And yeah. it is drastically affected your website load time based upon the traffic other sites are getting, many other things can happen. So. You want to make yeah. sure you have a dedicated server. That's the biggest thing because you're not going to you're not going to generate that much traffic. If you're going to generate that much traffic, you're going to have a really, really, really big law firm. I mean, it's got to be humongous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or you're doing law for celebrities, where you're getting major. Right. You know, you're getting news organizations and and people searching for you at mm -hmm. like you know that kind of a. A level. The other thing I was going to add in terms of why you need a dedicated server, and this goes back to like my history. I've been doing this for a bajillion years. 
back in the day, first of all, we I was using GoDaddy, which mm-hmm. is a giant mistake. Yeah, yeah I, was, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say names. Yeah. I was going to say if you're using GoDaddy, oof, you are yeah. in rough shape. You are, and I think it's okay because honestly, it's sort of like. The, I was going to think of an example, but I don't have a good mm-hmm. example of just like the sort of the garbage option. But so back in the day, I started with GoDaddy. Everybody makes these mistakes, mm-hmm. but don't don't make this mistake. There's a million other options that are better and cheaper. And it was all shared servers yeah. way back in the day. And not only for performance. So like if you're on that shared server and you do you're sharing that server with, let's say, somewhere like Target, where Target's getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of hit. You know, like this d- doesn't actually happen in real life because Target, of course, has their own thing. But right. let's just, you know, make this hypothetical. Mm-hmm. But also, let's say you share your server with somewhere that gets hit with malware or malware, bot attacks of, of fake traffic. Yep. There's all types of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that happen so, so many times where they would get into one site and then all of a sudden every site that's on that server is hacked and you know they were doing everything yeah. right and they it was just a giant mess another another important thing too as well security into this especially you know if these are you know law firms and lawyers you have your clients data on these servers yes. and if you have really yeah. weak really basic hosting and you're yeah. not on a dedicated server your security level is way way less quality and that means you're going to be a lot more open to hacks a lot more open yep. to people hacking to your server, taking over server, taking your data files, because that's all that's all the server server really is is hosting data files, which yeah. includes all of your emails, includes all of your clients' emails, includes all of their private information, tons of stuff you don't want public. Exactly. Okay. So coming back to speed, website design, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, let's talk more. So that's kind of the technical side. There's all these reasons why you want it to be fast. You want to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. You want to be kind of watching out for any kind of issues. But then in terms of how a person, a potential person or client might work through a website. So let's talk about how we can just move a user through a website faster. So not the kind of functioning of the website, but more like the user interface and the design and the messaging to make that conversion happen faster. I think one of the biggest things that you can do is reducing form fields. So when people go to give you their information, it's huge. You know, usually go, well, I need to know absolutely everything about the about their case, about what they have going on, what's their situation, how old are they, what blood type is their kid. You know, you start going into way, way too much information. Yeah. The re- two reasons why it's unnecessary is one, you probably don't need all this information, at least initially. You can find yeah. that out on a call. And as well, they don't want to give you that much information. So yeah. reducing form fields to the least amount you actually need, it's huge for making sure that as many people are visiting your website, Visiting any processes you have for generating leads, more of them, a lot more of them are going to be actually completing those forms, booking calls through, you name it. And along yeah. with that, real quickly as well, I suggest reducing the number of steps it takes to actually book a call, to submit yeah. the form, to do whatever action you want them to take to learn more about you, your services, you name it. Reduce that. So some people have, you know, they'll have a, their website, general homepage. They click on a button that brings them to another page that tells them more about you know the services you offer that brings them to it no 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 yeah one click that goes directly yes. to the form once they yeah. fill out the form here's a thank you page going through how we're going to contact you etc 
yeah. simplify the process and simplify the form itself is the biggest things you can do to reduce the time people are on your site to actually get to where they need to go, take the actions yeah. you want them to take. Yeah, I feel like there's this desperate need to tell everyone every single thing that they might possibly ever need to know. And think about how that feels if you're on a car lot trying to buy a car right. and you've got this car salesman and he's trying to tell you about the pistons and you know how much tire pressure the tire right. has and like every single detail about the engine and it's like listen I don't care about that. I will tell you the top three things right. that I care about when it comes to this car. And you are just filling the yep. air with way too much data. Too much. And yeah. And if they want to know those things, they will be somewhere on your site and you will have them so they can go and find that. But don't put them in the way in between you and like them taking action. Yes. And that's where I also suggest in any messaging. You want to make sure you are only focusing on the two to three main pleasure points or pain points of your possible clients. Because like yeah. you're saying, you overload too much. I'm going to tell you about the pistons, the tires, the tire pressure, yeah. the oil right. it takes. I want to know the price. I want to know if it's a V6 or a V8 in most cases. Yep. I want to know yep. if it's a brand I like. That's really yep. it. And how many miles, you know. So pick two yep. or three things that are most important to your possible clients. The, yeah. the two biggest objections, try to cover those. The two biggest pleasure points, pain points, focus in, hone your messaging, most of it onto that. You know, you can have one section lower on your site that mentions more, but focus. Yeah. And that focus, again, you're, you're reducing what they have to read through as well, which yep. keeps their interest longer, makes them want to take the action sooner, book more calls faster, you name it. Yeah, there is a book that I mention quite often that Seth Godin came out with years ago, way like back when websites were stale HTML mm -hmm. called the Purple Fez. And his the whole idea, this is sort of like going deep into the archives because nobody quotes this one except <laughs> me. But the whole idea, and, and maybe this is why, because it's a, a little bit insulting to mm -hmm. your visitors, but is to assume that all of your website visitors are monkeys and that you give them one banana yep. on every page. One banana. You don't want to give them 14 different bananas because you can't control that. Yep. You can't tell them, here's 14 different bananas and like have fun. Plus, you get decision fatigue and yep. people don't know which way to go. So there, there should be one main primary call to action. That's throughout. Period. Yeah, 100% right. Yep. Again, you got to think about, especially in today's time, how easily we are distracted. How yes. much we're scrolling through TikTok way too damn much. How much we're busy with our personal lives, our health, you name it. Our attention spans and our focus can only be directed to so much at once. And that's something yeah. that Russell Brunson also says, but Seth Golden is also a GOAT, a respect for him. Yeah. Like, same thing like you bring people through an actual sales process. So the actual process from seeing your ad, seeing a banner, seeing yep. a, hearing about you to your website, to booking a call. You want it as simple as possible. You want one call to action, one thing for them to do across each process. Because otherwise, yeah, it's distracting. And the problem is as well. And they don't have the patience for that either. No. The one thing I will add right. is he does say that you can have a secondary call to action. But you need to be very clear about it. Right. So this is the, the example I use quite often also. Let's say you're a divorce attorney. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, the people landing on your site don't necessarily, they're doing a little bit of kind of research yeah. and they may not need your services for another six months. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, they don't want to take action right now. They don't want that primary call to action, but you need to offer them something to keep them engaged and right. whatever. 
So in those cases, it's often going to be your blog or maybe your bio page. And they would just kind of want to know more about you, maybe more about your team. But oftentimes they want to know, have some data. And so they go over to your yep. blog and read a couple articles. If you can get them subscribed to a newsletter, so huge, much better. Because so then you can capture that email. So that's the goal there. Is If that's the secondary call to action, is to bring them over to the blog, the goal yep. is to get their email address so that you can continuously remind them and stay yep. top of mind. The secondary call to action design-wise and functioning needs to have less weight, have less yeah. impact, all of those things. So it should be a text-only button, maybe with like a line around it, and it should not be the first thing that your eye is attracted to. Yeah, yeah. Have the main focus on what you want to do is to book a call with you, go through the process, become a customer. And I exactly. entirely agree is you're dealing with people who are either A, wanting to work with you now, or who will want to yep. work with you later. And if they're ones who want to work with you later, you need some kind of way to follow up, build a relationship with them over time, build trust with them over time, direct them to your blog, any videos you create, any social media presences, any cases you win, you name it. So entirely agree, customer first, then somewhere yep. lower on the page elsewhere, hey, here's where you can actually learn more about how we work what we do. And cetera. these people are coming into your site and they know exactly where they sit, whether they are right. ready to take action or not. They, they are coming to your site knowing fully, like you don't have to tell them, oh, you know, maybe you might want to contact me in six months. They already know. Yep. They already know I'm either ready or not ready right now. So you don't have to explain that. You just make it really obvious. Like I, I don't, I see that big red button, mm -hmm. but I'm not ready for that now. And so next to it is a smaller, you know, some other mm -hmm. less impact color button. And that's the thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for the secondary thing. Mm -hmm. And and I, as the visitor, may also want you to keep in touch with me so that you can remind me right. later. Right. So they're looking for those things to, that are sort of this obvious and common thing to be found on a website. It's now. almost like self-filtering. They're self-filtering themselves when they come to websites. And I harps and agree. Yes, yeah, okay. So let's talk about this in terms of profitability and mm -hmm. speed and expediting profit mm -hmm. in terms of like growth and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. How do we, so we've got people moving through the website faster. We also have the website functioning faster. Mm -hmm. How do we then make more profit faster? Number one thing is name of the game and that is leads. Lead yeah. quality and lead quantity. So whether you're doing some kind of organic marketing or you're paying for lead gen for, through an agency, or some kind of consultant, you name it. You need to make sure that lead gen is the primary activity you, everyone, like that's what needs to be done either by you or someone in the organization or someone you're hiring, hands down. And also again, quality is the biggest factor because in yeah. the lead generation industry that I know of, without quality, the vast majority of what's being spent on ads and leads is completely wasted. Yeah. So, yeah. so one is quality has to be first. You want to filter out the clients, the ones that waste your time, the ones that take up too much of your time, the ones that him and ha, the ones that aren't sure of themselves. Make sure those are as filtered out as possible and only work with the ones that you can make the most money from, you can help the most, you can work right. with the easiest, that primo design client. And also secondly, when you're generating leads, you need to follow up with them impeccably because yes. building that relationship Regardless of who the lead is, if someone else, a competing lawyer, competing firm, can build that relationship deeper and faster than you can, you're gonna lose them every single time. Yeah. 
two things I just wanted to add there. The quality, I can't tell you the number of conversations that I've had with attorneys who are have the, some kind of Google AdWords campaign mm -hmm. going on, and they're like, let's say they're a DUI attorney, and they're like, I get all these inquiries, and they're not even in our practice area. They, are do, they were asking me if I do divorce and whatever, and it's like, okay, well, that's a red flag. Yep. So let's just focus in on making sure that your ads are getting the right people. Right. Like right there is going to save you a ton of money. Like that's, there's waste there. Yeah. Cause there's a difference between generating a lot of, a lot of leads, a lot of traffic and a little bit of traffic that actually converts and actually buys. That's books good. And calls. Yeah. So it's, yes. it's a, and yes. what controls that is two things. One is the messaging you're seeing. Yeah. The messaging you're seeing is extremely, extremely important. Of course, the targeting, but actually almost more so the messaging you're seeing because, again, when you or someone you're hiring is usually trying to do some kind of form of paid lead gen or even organic marketing to bring in leads, you usually think, I, I want everyone possible, and you do not. Yes. You want, again, only a select few who are yeah. actually willing to work with you because I'd much rather generate three leads a week and two of them want to work with me soon than a hundred leads a week and maybe five of them because it means the first one yeah. you can scale that a lot easier than the second one because what you're doing here is really not converting and broken already so fine-tune or have someone you're working with get them to fine-tune the messaging make sure yep. you're targeting only the right people and yes. following up is going to help a lot too well that was what i was just mm -hmm. gonna i was gonna follow up there for a moment <laughs> About your second point was about the quality of your follow-up and your right. kind of customer service mm -hmm. experience. And once again, I've mentioned this on many shows, there's so many surveys that are saying that the number of law firms that don't even answer the phone right. or have, right. like they have like an old school answering machine, like at the very least, get an answering service. Yeah. There's some really good ones that are specifically for law firms out there. And it's a human person. It's not AI. Right. It's not a Google voice. It's not a voicemail. You need to have a human answering your phone. This is a business. Yep. And this is absolutely going to pay for itself multiple times over. And, and it should. That's the issue is people assume that, well, it's going to cost a lot to have that on staff or even hire someone on staff because the amount of money you will make from actually servicing customers better, if it yep. means, especially for like a law firm, if it means... Yep three more customers a month or five more customers a month. I mean, yeah. that can be huge money. And, and I will plug, I use a service called Ruby and they're specific, they're usually for law firms and that's who mm -hmm. I, and that's why I started using them and not sponsored. This is, you know, I just use them. I think they're amazing and it's a few hundred bucks a month. Right. We're not talking thousands of dollars. So it is absolutely worth it if you <laughs> want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so like this should be part of your process. This should be part of your follow-up. Ruby will also make, not just take calls, but make outgoing calls. Yep. So you can have them like follow up on leads and things like that. So you need a process for this. And so if you're taking these calls, you can't just assume that like whatever's going to happen, you cross your fingers and, yeah. and hope is not a marketing strategy. Yeah, and also what the best thing is to do is not just follow up with inbound leads, but also old leads that haven't became clients yes. of yours before. That's where the, you, yes. usually from my experience, the biggest amount of, of, of profit and revenue growth comes from people who have actually said, no, we don't want to work with you. And people who just yep. have not actually put their hand up to say, yes, I'm interested. All the people who are yes. inactive, who aren't responding, finding a way to engage them, like I said, whether she said, whether it's through Ruby, whether it's through some other service in some way or another, finding a way to actually engage those people, that's where the vast majority of your clients actually are. And the reason you aren't seeing that right now is because you aren't actually engaging with them. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we've got your website fast. We've got the um, conversion process fast. We've got you making pro profit faster. Um, I think we I think we kind of covered it. So it's it's time for the book review. Let's move on to the <laughs> to the book review. Let's do it. So in case you haven't noticed, on the website for the podcast, we have this sweet library where all of the guests come on and they mention a book review. And so you can go in and check out all the book reviews. They're almost always business related books yes. and related to hopefully the topic we're talking about. So John, what's the book that you wanted to recommend today? I recommend Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins or any Tony Robbins book. Now, okay, uh, why? Because one, if you take a look at him, his history, the impact on how much he cares, what he writes about, he both practices and he truly means in his research. Now, Unlimited yeah. Power, right, is <laughs> two or three that are kind of closely related. Yeah. The reason behind that one is because as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a person in general, your mind and how you think and how you actually think about how you think how you talk to yourself is the most important part of anything you do in your life, period. I would actually say that is more important than your spouse, than your kids, than anything is how you deal with yourself up here and think about the issues going on. Think about your spouse, think about your kids, think about all these different things is so yeah. impactful. And we rarely, for some reason, as much as we care about others and other things going on, we rarely take the time to actually think about how we can fix these things for ourselves because we're so busy with life. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I recommend it because we all need it. It's I feel mm -hmm. like mindset has become such a trendy topic, but it's so so critical. And I will say, I've had a lot of people, I have an MBA, and a lot of people ask me because there's so many different programs out there that say like get an MBA in the weekend, mm -hmm. you don't need to do, you know, go back to school and spend all that money. And yes, every class I took, I learned a a ton, but so much of going through a program like that is convincing yourself and kind of getting right. into that mindset. And you come out of it believing more in yourself and believing that you have more value and more to offer. And of course, it's, it's not entirely mindset. That's not the only thing I got out of that right. program. But without the mindset, nothing else is going to happen. Yep. So it's the, it's the step one. You, gotta, you have to be in the right headspace and I will for everything else that you want. I will say that's not generic mindset stuff because that's also the biggest right. issue is the generic mindset space is very diluted. It's very, like I said, yes. there's a lot of okay information out there that's really yeah. basic that has been created because of the content creation world we're in. But if you totally. want to get to the essence of like how you actually think and dictating and controlling that and being able to pause. And the difference, yes. the, the difference is, is it means is like normally, for example, let's say in business, I'm going to try to make a partnership. Yeah. And someone initially says no for a really big deal because I'm in the process of, of launching something that I'm making some pretty big deals. Um, yeah. Someone may normally go, well, they said no. Uh, screw them. I'm going to go find yeah. someone else. Yeah. Through going no, I can still probably turn this into a win. And no doesn't really mean no. How can I right. still confirm and make this deal happen in some way or another? I think about that. I go back to the table, realign, find another deal. I have this one company I'm trying to partner with right now that I've reached out to, I think, five or six times. They said, nope, we'll do this one thing. I go, no, 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 no. What if we did this and this? Nope, we did this one thing. Well, let's try this instead. Mindset ties yeah. into how you operate in business, how you operate with clients, how you operate with yeah. yourself. And it's when taught yes. properly, it's great. 
Yeah, and you're and a lot of it is kind of learning to get outside of like these pre defined ideas of limitations that right. you have inside your own brain that are, you know, based on stuff that happened like in your childhood and stuff. And it's, it's all sort of silly, but you have to kind of recognize it and then push beyond those walls. Mm -hmm. And it does seem like Tony Robbins is the OG for all of he's this. The, he's so the if OG. There's, yeah. So if there's one person to look to, to, to kind of find the best, you know, insight and tips and tricks and all of that stuff like you know you might as well start there yep <laughs> <laughs> so we will link to that book obviously on the on the page show show page and the show notes and all that stuff but it'll also be in the library so awesome. that's a good one unlimited power by tony robbins okay so john what's one big takeaway that you'd like people to get from this episode the one takeaway i always have and that's to treat your business like you really deeply honestly ethically care about your customers more than anything else because yes. when you lead with that, when you lead with providing as much value, as much very helpful, warm service as possible, you're almost always better off. A, yes. a big reason why I've been successful in my business and in my life is not because I, and again, with lawyers, you have a professionality you must keep and you must have. Yeah. There's, there's more to that. But some a way I've been able to break past some professionality is because I'm so genuine and warm and myself in the moment. Yeah. that people want to work with me in some way or another. It's something that yeah. I just, if you can combine that with, especially if you're in law, with professionality, with yes. personality, with charisma, with working on yourself, with developing your mindset, fine-tuning the process you have for bringing customers in, communicating with them, yeah. with your soul, it works so, so much better. I can absolutely guarantee you because every, every interaction I've ever had ends up being positive in some way or another because of it. Well, and the only thing I can add to that is that I feel like if you get your systems down and you get all of these other things organized mm -hmm. in the way that we were talking about, speeding up everything, your process, your performance, all of that stuff, then it allows you, if you have a great system, for example, yeah. it allows you to not be buried in right. the day-to-day -day tedious things mm -hmm. and your personality can really come out. And so when you're having those conversations, you're not like overwhelmed and stressed and buried. Yep. You can just really focus on being a better lawyer or a better whatever you're doing. Yep. So it, it makes it all work better. Mm -hmm. it's, it's automizing and systemizing enough. Again, if you don't have yeah. the skills, please hire it out and make yes. sure you hire it out with someone who's good. Yes. Don't be afraid of the cost unless it's extraordinary. I always go, at least go to the middle, never go to lowest, at least go somewhere in the middle for pricing. Yeah. Yeah, it frees up you to be the best you can. When you do that, you deliver better for clients. And overall, all of these different things affect branding. I never thought branding was real for a long time. <laughs> I know, for, most people don't. For, it's kind of like the, the mindset stuff we were right. talking about before it, either. But, but it really is. It, <laughs> and it, it, you will notice it when you start hearing and hearing from multiple, multiple people, multiple, multiple past and current clients. Yep. that you're the best to go to, you're the most yes. knowledgeable. And this spreads when your systems, your website, you, your personality, this across your whole team, your whole company and business, all these things align, yep. it spreads and it does absolutely wonders. Perfect. Oh my gosh. I feel like that is a high note for us. That is a perfect like kind of ending point there. John Weberg is the CEO of Profitalize. Is that right? Yes. Profitalize? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing it right. Okay. So thank you so much for being here. We will link to all your social links and your website and all of the good stuff. There's so much more 
in there about kind of optimizing your profits mm -hmm. and everything. Obviously today we're just kind of focused on speed and getting everything moving faster, but I feel like we covered everything. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> got it. Can, I, can I leave with, with two quotes? Yes. Sure. These are two quotes of my own that I actually made when I was about 13 years old, so I'm quite proud of oh, them. Oh, I'm curious. And yeah. one was retweeted by Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Beale. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was a good setup. All right. What are they? <laughs> so the first one is generic, but focused on aspire for progress, hunger for success, and strive for greatness, which oh, that's good. has its obvious yeah. meaning. Yes. And that ties in perfectly. Yes. And then the second one is... Your attitude is not defined by your life. Your life is defined by your attitude, which just... That's so true. Yep, yep. That is so true. Because I do think so many people are waiting for this, like, moment where, like, everything just miraculously comes together. Coming. It's like not a coming. unicorn walks through the door and, you know, all of these. And that's not how it works. It's backwards. Yep. The, yep. It works the other way around. You like, have you to be the unicorn coming through the door. That's, oh, that's good. That's going to be the next quote that gets retweeted by some famous person. <laughs> I hope awesome. so. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. That was a great episode. Thank you very much as well. I appreciate you and everyone. Have an absolutely amazing day. Make sure you subscribe if you're not already. Make sure you download yes. and share this round, my friends. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.